0: We could, we could
1: fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags and the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. <sighs> coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride. Like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99.
2: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex and the City podcast where we shoot the shit about every episode of Sex and the City. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and of course, I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. How are you?
1: I'm well. How are you?
2: I'm doing so bad. Beaten good. down? Beaten down. I, you know... <laughs> It's been a rough Producer King Brian
1: has given us some tough critiques today, including Sam being told to stop clicking her tongue so much.
2: It's not even the, I know exactly what he's talking about, and it's how I say my S's. It's like, I'm very sharp in the way that I speak.
1: It's a good thing this show doesn't have any words with S in it.
2: How do you think I feel when my name is Sam?
1: It's tough. (laughs) It's really tough. All right, let's get into the episode with a little episode synopsis. Carrie wants to hear three little words from Big. Miranda ponders if she can have it all. Success and Steve. Charlene enter, ugh. Charlene encounters a star. And Samantha has our most problematic story yet.
2: Ugh. This is a, this is a tough episode. I, I enjoyed it, but I also think it's tough.
1: Right up top, what'd you think of this one? Enjoyed it, but tough.
2: Enjoyed it, but it was tough for me. Like, it... There was just a lot of problematic things occurring. Um,
1: Very. Um, Very. I mean, this is an episode, right, that is mostly focused on power dynamics that exist within dating. And it's interesting. So I was watching this episode, and it is entitled The Cast System. And we are currently working on an event with Isabel Wilkerson, who wrote the book cast. And I just think that we have such a different understanding of... What that word means and how we approach castes in terms of American society, and all based off of like the hell that was 2020 in terms of us really trying to confront racism and systemic, and a race systemic racism in this country and white supremacy, and I'm not sure this episode really got there.
2: No, I don't think it. Uh, but it's not necessarily it took a, lot a on.
1: bad idea to interrogate dating and power dynamics. I just feel like language-wise. Trying to do a little bit of race casts in terms of social stratas, it felt like whoa, we're taking too much on.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it was trying to take too much on in what? How how long is an episode? Twenty eight minutes? Like it?
1: <laughs> if I not twenty six? Like,
2: yeah, I was like, we can't cover all of this in one episode. It's
1: so let's hear the monologue and then get into a few things before we talk about each of the women and what they're up to.
0: I wondered. Was New York really any different from New Delhi? Had our class system been replaced by a caste system? And if so, can we date outside our caste?
1: So I just want to say right off the top that I think that this monologue is emblematic of everything that's wrong with this episode. Is is that Carrie is working under the assumption that castes don't already exist. Right? She's saying, is... Has our class system been replaced by a caste system? Well, you're in a caste system, Carrie. And the writer's inability to recognize that is one of the reasons that this episode feels incredibly dated and problematic. We should not be working under any assumption that New York and, by extension, America does not have a caste system. And also, this show is way too white, right? They can not appreciate that there are castes already in our system because it's overwhelmingly concerned with whiteness. But before we get into all the girls, can we talk about the pedicure scene?
2: Let's just get into that off the top, yeah. I know
0: lots of women who make more money than their husbands. You're all missing my point. None of this matters to me. I just don't want it to matter to him. It's like when single men have a lot of money, it works to their advantage, but when a single woman has money, it's a problem you have to deal Mm. with. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I want to enjoy my success, not apologize for it. Bravo, honey, bravo. But you're talking about more than a difference in income. You're talking about a difference in background and education. This guy is working class. Working class? Yeah. It's the millennium, sweetie. We don't say things like working class anymore. But you're trying to pretend that we live in a classless society. And we don't. Okay, Marie Antoinette, we get the picture. Thank you. It is
2: Because that was iconic. the first thing I texted you about. Like, when we were talking about the episode a little bit, I was like, that manicure scene is, it's really tough to watch in 2021. <laughs>
1: I do think the person who comes off best in it in some ways is Charlotte. Yes, she's the mouthpiece of the writers to kind of explore the idea that cast do exist. And it's funny because the other women have a perspective that is, you know, not to take this to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but that are almost like Sutton's I don't see color. They -hmm. don't want to appreciate that cast exists. Mm -hmm. But Charlotte is at least saying, you're pretending we live in a castless society and we don't. Look, we are four white women here getting our nails done by we don't really see the women. But you have to make some assumption that they're they're women of color, probably, or at least certainly not of the same socioeconomic status of these four women. And so I had to give it up because at least Charlotte is able to recognize the system they're all working in. And that's the first step to our woke Charlotte memes, I guess.
2: Yeah, and I I think you make a great point with that. Like, this idea that, like you said, Sutton on Beverly Hills is like, I don't see color. It's like that idea was, it's so outdated. Like, I don't think the intention behind that is bad, right? But that
1: ideal. But, but right. the
2: idea is very, yeah. <laughs> not at this time.
1: I also thought it was really interesting that we never, the visual storytelling of the scene is that we never really see the four women who are working, yes. who are working on them, and it does to me watching it. It was, and this was not the intention of the show. I found it indicting of the of those women of Carrie, Miranda, Charlotte, and Samantha. They're not the reason we're not seeing those women is because they're not really seeing them.
2: Oh, that's interesting.
1: And so I was. It was the angriest I've been in this re. Well. At the women. It's not the angriest I've met. That would still probably be with Tweety Bird. I'm glad that. I can't even get into this it. We have more important things. We have more Bird things. Are the top. They are paramount. The, yeah. the ignoring of structural racism
2: mm-hmm. and Tweety Bird. And Tweety Bird.
1: In fact, I put it Tweety Bird, ignoring structural racism, Skipper, and how mean everyone is to Big Online. Oh, wow. Those oh, are wow, really wow. the priorities I have in terms of my okay. anger, where I can direct it.
2: All right. At least you're aware.
1: I know. Should we get into your girl, Samantha? Your namesake?
2: My namesake, yes. She's we got can a get very
1: short, short storyline.
2: Thank God. I I could have done without her this episode, if we're being honest.
1: She's dating another wealthy man. What did you think of Harvey Turkle?
2: Disgusting.
1: We have to talk for a Creepy. moment just about what is going on with the casting. Why are they with casting the men? these men?
2: I don't know where they're finding them, but I'm glad that Hell. in like later seasons, like we're not getting this type of person.
1: I mean, they seem to be into each other. The sex is good, but this guy is like he's giving gross. He might be the worst man we've seen.
2: He yeah. I I think you're actually right. I agree.
1: But it made me angry.
2: I was like, I would rather take that old man's ass.
1: I was like, I'm not, this is not something to feast my eyes upon. We're not yet at the show when it was wish fulfillment.
2: It's not even giving uh, patience and... Uh, Peter. Peter.
1: This, this is not a show I would be like, gotta move to New York City to be, if I saw this, <laughs> if I saw Harvey Turkle, that would not, I'd be like, oh, I'm staying in my small town. Yeah, If that's what New York has for me.
2: Especially because Samantha is supposed to be, like, so hot and so beautiful. And, like, these are the men that she's...
1: He's not that... Okay. And I guess it would be interesting if the show positioned it as she only dates really wealthy men. Like, his apartment is very nice for New York City. Right. Um, Nice for anywhere, but very nice. But particularly nice for New York City. Yes. This man... But we don't see Samantha as like a gold digger, which I do appreciate, right? The show Mm -hmm. never positions her as someone who is dating wealthy men because she needs their money. She Mm -hmm. works and is very successful in her own right. So she should only date hot, wealthy men, which we'll They are.
2: We get there. And thank God, because, you know, watching Samantha pal around with the turtle.
1: I was actually more disgusted by this man than the turtle.
2: Wow. Because well, at least yeah. the turtle,
1: the story was that he was kinda gross. So the show was acknowledging it. In some ways it's they're positioning Harvey as if he's like Brad Pitt.
2: Yeah. They're kind of, Yeah, you're right. You're a hundred percent right. So, he's
1: disgusting. So upsetting. Yeah. And guys, if you've noticed, we are really avoiding what the show wants us to talk about because mm-hmm. it's so, <laughs> it's so bad. So. We
2: literally just went on and on about how this man, I is dancing around the I think we've more
1: about Harvey than we have most men on the show we like. Yeah. He got the amount of attention we gave Steve. Oh, well, not okay. really. My baby boy. Well, we'll see because he's pretty tough in this episode, but we'll get
2: there. Oh, I wrote that down on my hot take. Get ready.
1: Oh, God. But let's get into really what is problematic about this episode. So Harvey okay. has a domestic worker named Sum who does not like Samantha.
0: You know, some was very rude to me the other morning. She practically threw me out of bed. I don't know. You must have misunderstood. Her English isn't really that good. It's just... More miss? It was then Samantha realized she wasn't so dim that some.
1: Right off the top, this is problematic because she's referred to it as his servant. Yep. The fuck? That's not even a word one would use in 1999, was it?
2: I don't think so. And the way Samantha brought it up, she kind of even
1: said it pleased up that by it. it.
2: She did, but she also was like, he has a servant. Like,
1: It's fucking weird. Who has...
2: Yeah. Because, I mean, the old guy that she was sleeping with, like, last week... He
1: had what we would consider just a traditional domestic worker, like someone who who seemed to work in his home. I don't know why we would refer to this woman as a servant other than her race. Exactly. And it's deeply upsetting. Deeply, deeply, deeply upsetting. Very, very. And obviously, you know, the whole story is that she doesn't like Samantha and has one personality around... Harvey, and then changes when she's alone with Samantha. And I feel that that is a funny idea. Like, I don't think that the story is inherently problematic, but like the way that the show positions some is awful. The fact that we don't really ever get her intention, right? If they really wanted to make the character duplicitous and shady, it needed to be funnier.
2: Yeah, I agree. As
1: is, she's employing sex shaming, which makes us dislike this woman. We understand that she, we don't really understand anything about her, actually. We only understand her in relationship to Samantha, right? Like, if there was one scene even where some said, oh, I love Harvey or I want him for his money, at least then we'd get her intentions, right? And she could be duplicitous and bitchy and fun and truly a villain. Is this, it's like slightly superfluous and all of it is based off of her race? And did we do this whole story just to get the joke? She's not that dim this sum? Really, Carrie?
2: That... You know, I find Carrie's puns to be so tough.
1: And yeah, and this I, it, we're is no blaming exception. it on Carrie as if there isn't a writer's room for this show. Yeah,
2: well, <laughs> that's very true. I
1: don't I, know. What do you think?
2: Well, I mean, I second everything that you say about this whole situation. And like you said, the idea of him having someone work for him who's like one way in front of him and another way behind his back is like fun.
1: Very theatrical. It's giving like, side conversations. Yeah. It's fun. Sitcom. But then
2: when you put it, like, in this way, like, the woman is, you know,
1: Asian. She's the only Asian woman we've seen or perhaps yeah. the speaking character so far on the show, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's icky, it's gross. It's giving very 1950s. Honestly, I feel like we did know better in 99.
2: It, yeah, it's like Breakfast at Tiffany's. Like it's, well,
1: okay, well, nothing. I, I don't, I do want to say at least they hired an Asian woman. This isn't Mickey Rooney.
2: Well, that's, yeah, I'm joking. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah
1: i always I always almost say it's Mickey rourke and a well and he was not.
2: can I just say he was so fucking good looking and he is complete he's a gremlin now and it's I think so you still let him wiggle in absolutely
1: I was really hoping there'd be a knot after that, <laughs> but i knew but in my heart of hearts, I knew there wouldn't be.
2: <laughs> no absolutely um yeah so that i mean i just basically just echo everything that you said you've said it perfectly
1: so let's move on from samantha but of course we always want to just say you know but, oh, one
2: last thing is he took Sam's side
1: yes so samantha gets put out and by the way in this in the universe of this show i hope some married harvey mm-hmm. he instantly died she got all his money and now she runs a wonderful company of some sort Or she isn't. She's just not working, actually. In fact, I don't I don't dream of labor. I I don't dream of labor for some. She should do whatever she wants. Frankly, she should buy the newspaper Carrie works for. I think she should buy whatever newspaper Carrie works for and fire her for writing that in her column. Actually, well (laughs) Carrie would probably be fired these days. That'd be an interesting story in 2020 in the revival if someone they were like going back and reading Carrie's articles and saying, and like, like
2: canceling her
1: or having a real invested that would be a really interesting way. I this is a complete aside, and by the way, the revival's mm-hmm. out when you guys have listened to this, so we'll see if they did it. But it would be an interesting way of discussing the original show's flaws if they wanted to do that, would be to have her perhaps that podcast we see her recording with Sara Ramirez and the other I can't remember who else is in the room is them saying. Hey, we love you. Your new writing's great, but let's chat a bit about some of the shit you wrote back in the day. A nice entree into, like, we have to remember, right? Everything she's saying is a public document within the world of Sex and the City, yeah. So she wrote that problematic story and published it.
2: Sure did. Ran it by her editor, actually.
1: And they said, "Get it to the people." Yeah. <laughs> Much like the editors of our podcast, that were just like, "Just get it to the people. They can't be contained." Yeah. Should we get into Shar Shar?
2: Absolutely.
1: So Charlotte meets Wiley Ford. What'd you think of Wiley? He's a celeb.
2: A fucking himbo.
1: Do you like do you, you never watched Cougar Town, right? No. So he is one of the main stars of Cougartown, Brian Van. He Holt, is and he actually dated Courtney Cox for a period during that while that show was filming. But wow. then they broke up and he was basically banished from the last season of the show and only appears on an iPod.
2: Oh my God! Well, Wiley. Also, Wiley. Like, what kind of name is Wiley? Well, it was
1: giving me Willa Ford.
2: Oh yeah.
1: He was irresistible. Is that her? You're irresistible. No, that's Jessica Simpson. Oh no, Wiley Willa Ford wanted to be bad. Oh yes.
2: Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like irresistible. No, that's Jessica. You
2: know, I wish that when you record at your house,
1: Uh-oh. that
2: the club pulls up and plays "I Want to Be Bad." That'd be fun.
1: I think it might be a little out of their wheelhouse, but honestly, you I think? didn't think I'm every woman was in it, so I, you never know.
2: And they were playing it loud.
1: And twice, they replayed twice. it.
2: Yeah, they had repeat. But let's on that get bad back boy.
1: into the show. Shall let's, we? Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Charlotte and Wiley. So, what I did think was really funny is when Wiley thinks that the fire extinguisher is an art piece and she was like, sir.
1: I no. actually thought that would be enough to discuss Charlotte from not wanting to do anything with him, but she was into it. She was drawn into his celebrity. Well,
2: he called her adorable,
1: but he also then called her Charlene, which
2: right. And she was like, "My name is Charlotte," and he's like, "I like Charlene better." Which I'm is like,
1: like weird. You? Who's Charlene? Yeah, I'm like
2: Charlene Wiley. Like, it's just weird. Charlene but, um, is the name
1: of, like, my, like, auntie who go tries to get us to go to church every Sunday. She's not <laughs> working at a she's New not York a gallery. gallery. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's just weird. Um,
1: <laughs> I did want to just say before we get into it, I think that if they, this had been a good place for race to actually be somewhat involved. Like, imagine if a non-white actor had come in. Like, we situate this non-white celebrity who enters Charlotte's gallery, and Mm -hmm. it's the celebrity that gets her to get over what is most likely Charlotte's inherent unconscious racism that mostly means she dates white men. Mm -hmm. It would have been an interesting, like, look at, like, okay, she's willing to see this other social strata because of celebrity, whereas she would never look at a non-white man if he was not famous. I thought that would have been a much...
2: Chris, better I think you need to work story. on the revival.
1: Wait until we see it. Maybe it'll be better than anything I've come up with. Fingers crossed, actually.
2: Yeah, I mean, well.
1: I did love the phone call between Carrie and Charlotte in the car. It was very cute.
2: Hello? You'll
0: never believe where I am. I'm in the back of a limo about to go have sex with Wiley Ford. Well, where is he now? He's taking a leak out in the alley. Isn't that cute? Yeah, it's adorable now, Charlotte. Listen to me. Get out of there immediately! All my rules just went right
2: out the window. It's like he wants me, and I have to obey. Oh, he's zipping up. I gotta go. Mm-hmm. When Carrie was like, "Get out of there!" <laughs> like, what are you doing? Have you ever like hooked up with, with a, celebrity? a celebrity in the
1: back of a <laughs> in the back of a car? And then he went yeah. to pee midday,
2: right on the street.
1: No, I have to tell you that's never happened.
2: Okay, all right. Just wondering.
1: Yeah. The Never closest I came to was, a like, a guy who was, like, a swing at a Broadway. Well, actually, no, he was the lead in that Broadway show, but we won't say which. He might be listening. Well, oh. <laughs> I'll tell you offline. Can't wait. But ultimately, Charlotte is new one's groupie, right? Like, he asks her, what did you think of his, um, disgusting request?
0: In the space of one evening, Charlotte had gone from girlfriend to groupie. Who had yeah, so, the Rowan coke? I had the rum and coke. Listen, Charlene I want you to do something for me I want you to go to the ladies room and stick your finger in your pussy come back and let me smell it I don't think so Excuse me,
1: Charlie.
0: Charlotte realized another moment at the top, and she would have become an untouchable.
2: <laughs> I would you was do it? disgusted.
1: Oh, really? I thought him. you'd do it for him. Says, oh well, no, not. Oh, sorry. It's yeah. on the table for say Mickey Rourke, but not Wiley.
2: It's on the table for Kendall Roy. Oh God, Logan Roy. Like I, <laughs> I
1: the, the Dab?
2: Yeah, fuck Ooh. yeah! Are you kidding?
1: I don't know any of the other characters on that name other than Kendall Roy. The rest of them, I'm like Macaulay Culkin's brother, the blonde
2: Logan, Kendall. Shit, I would do it for Shiv. I, I don't. Care. I'd do it for Tom. Yeah, but for Wiley Ford, I don't think so.
1: What celebrity do you think? And what celebrity do you think would be most likely to act up like Wiley Ford? Who's who's doing stuff like that?
2: Timothy Chalamet.
1: <sighs> okay, 100%. I know we're not allowed to drop in music. But this isn't really, like, a st- song. Could we drop in his rap? Let's drop it do
2: in. you, Absolutely.
0: First thing she said, it left me dead. They should have held your ass back, because you look young as shit. You ain't never gonna find you a bitch. But I went to work, and I went berserk, and I completely found me a hit. Ha! Homeland, Homeland, which turned into Dome Land. Me and I'm getting Dome on a daily. Timmy Tim, the next Slim Shady. Ah, Leaf, that is my girl. Refer to her as my Haley. Timmy! I got bars. Timmy! Superstar. His shit is flaccid.
2: My shit goes hard.
1: Homeland, Homeland, which turned (laughs) into Dome Land.
2: Timothy Chalamet. was Timothee the Chalamet first is person amazing. I thought of. I was like, really? He is Wiley Ford. 100%. Just running amok,
1: given everyone's syphilis at NYU.
2: Yeah, well, I think it's allegedly it's chlamydia.
1: Was it okay? You know, yeah. I get, well, you know more about STDs don't I.
2: Actually, I don't. Thank mm. you. Um, so, yeah, Timothy Chalamet is for sure doing that. And then I've also heard stories about Leonardo DiCaprio doing really weird things. Like, having did you sex. hear all these stories on Dumois? No, I've heard them like on podcasts and stuff. So basically.
1: Wow. What podcast do you listen to with this kind of tea? All the podcasts I listen to are about like politics. And then there's this stupid one.
2: Do you think I'm I'm really tuning into NPR? Do you think?
1: I No. Uh, Honestly, I I was going to try to give you a benefit of the doubt, but I could see you. You downloaded like Pod Save America once right at the beginning of the Trump administration. And you were like, I'm good.
2: (laughs) Drag me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I can't do this.
1: You were like, but I'll keep it on just in case a man ever looks at my phone, but I'm not going to ever listen to this. And I could see you even like starting an episode as you entered a date and taking your headphones out like, oh, yeah. sorry, I was just catching up on what's going on in D.C. Yeah,
2: no, but for real, I was deep into like Dr. Death or like the Richard Simmons one. Like that's where my, <laughs> that's where I went. I
1: did listen to all of Dr. Death. I haven't watched that show yet, which is weird because, you know, it has my king on it.
2: Oh, yeah, you love him. No, who, who, you- who would you decide? I
1: think, I think actually you landed on the perfect person. I did yeah. not have an answer, but I think Timothy Chalamet is like the, the right answer. He feels the he is the spiritual successor to Wiley Ford in so many ways.
2: <laughs> he really is. He just has that like very like boyish, broish douchey but sexy
1: like i don't think he's sexy i just think he's beautiful like to me timothy chalamet is sexy the way he's beautiful to me the same way i find women beautiful in the sense uh, that i want to look at them but if they were to take their clothes off i would laugh
2: i hear that i there is this video this girl took of timothy chalamet where she was on the red carpet as like a person in the audience. And she's, like, just videoing, like, the red carpet, and he's standing there getting his, uh, like, getting an interview, and he just, like, glances up at her and, like, nods. It is the most sexual nod ever. Have you seen him rapping about statistics? Do you like that? Legs to the wall.
1: All right. Who do you think is Charlotte's? 2021 Celeb Crush. You and I have been talking about celeb crushes a lot. I revealed my top three to you, and I think you were quite startled.
2: Oh yeah. You're
1: Shall your I top three. Were we please? recording when I said that actually this morning? Or was that off mic?
2: That was Oh my recording. god, I hope it
1: was off mic.
2: That was not. It was on. We were it was hot mic moment. You said that your number one is
1: Daniel Day Lewis.
2: The second one.
1: Michael B. Jordan. And the third? Michael Keaton.
2: Like I can't even get over it. It is such a shit sandwich. I am screaming, like it's the bad, the good, the bad. Like Michael Keaton. First of all, if you want, if you
1: want to, if you first of all, I fuck talent. Daniel Day Lewis, best actor of all time, most best actor Oscars. Google him at the Oscars when he won for Lincoln. He's giving salt and pepper realness. Michael B. Jordan. What else? I mean, what? I mean, come on. Beautiful. Michael Keaton, I mean, I grew up on Batman, Multiplicity. He played those roles flawlessly.
2: Okay.
1: He got me good in Spotlight. Oh, my God. Spotlight, to me, is, like, the sexiest thing I've ever seen. Now, I mean, not, like, the, the subject matter is obviously oh. not sexy and quite <laughs> disturbing, and um, we send all of our love to those victims. I just mean, like, if, you're, if you want to be into, like, a white dad,
2: mm, you got okay. Michael
1: Keaton, mark ruffalo john slattery
2: mm. you think john slattery is giving dad huh but you think john slattery gives like white dad vibes
1: in that movie like oh in the movie in got that it, got movie it, got it, got it. they're all in crisp white shirts with rolled up sleeves just running Getting around to
2: the bottom of it
1: i love the soundtrack i fall asleep to that movie it just lulls over me and then i just wake up to oh. mark ruffalo going they want kids I've revealed a lot I mean, about myself. So who do you think yeah. is Charlotte's 2021 celebrity crush?
2: I think Charlotte is an old classic kind of girl. I don't think oh, Charlotte is Oh, you don't think she's the,
1: modernized to anyone?
2: I, I mean, I can just picture her number one being George Clooney. You know what I mean? Isn't like, it can actually? Doesn't it, she
1: say Clooney in that episode when they're at the table?
2: No, she doesn't say anyone because she's in love with Trey.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, I, and, Miranda uh, Carrie and, and Miranda Carrie say, say George Clooney.
2: Yeah, So, I just picture Charlotte picking someone like that. I don't. Paul Rudd? No. No. I think he's too, like.
1: Dumb and not hot.
2: Thank you. I mean, as I said, I don't like to quote
1: Donald Trump, but I did have to quote his tweet I'll see you in court. The state of our country is in disarray. What are we doing? Paul Rudd is a sex symbol? No thank you.
2: He's not sexy. I don't know what people are. I think, you know what it is? People that think Paul Rudd is sexy are the same people that think the word moist in 2011 was, like, controversial. It's like, grow the fuck up. It's not. You just want to sound interesting.
1: I do feel I've revealed a lot about myself, so I am going to ask that you reveal one unexpected celebrity crush. Although, I no, all I yours are so I said I would finger my
2: pussy and let Logan Roy sniff my fingers. I think I'm good on the sharing.
1: <laughs> I... I, I... I'm so upset that that just violated my ears. Oh, yeah. Hey, Dad. Yeah. Hey, Dad. Can't wait to hang out with you.
2: Yeah. All Um, right. You want to know my number one?
1: It's going to be somewhat upsetting. Go ahead.
2: No, it's not. It's
1: going to be like Machine Gun Kelly. I know how much you love him.
2: (laughs) No, but... I I the hottest part of Machine Gun Kelly is Megan Fox. Like let's just be honest with ourselves.
1: Yes, but I feel like when Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox inevitably break up, you will follow Machine Gun Kelly to his next relationship. Don't pretend you won't. He's gotten into you kind of like Pete Davidson where now you're just going to follow him forever. Oh,
2: Pete Pete has been in my blood since he was dating Cassie David. Right. When Cassie David was in Africa and she came back from her trip and discovered her boyfriend was now dating Ariana Grande. <laughs> That was a classic. She posted the picture on Instagram that said, What I Miss.
1: Wow. I do (laughs) love Cassie David. You know, and Larry Larry David, he's not far off my list.
2: She DMs me.
1: Love Larry.
2: Speaking of Larry. (laughs) Uh oh. No, he's not my number one. My number one is probably, I mean, I don't, okay. The only, the first person that comes to my mind is like a late 80s, early 90s Billy Crystal.
1: Okay, next, let's talk about Miranda.
2: Sorry.
1: Let's take a little break and then get into Miranda. Everyone is howling about Paws of Fury. It's the most fun comedy of the summer. I am your father. What? No, no. Michael Sarah. It's showtime. And Samuel L. Jackson.
0: What the motherfucker, kind of spaniels going on here?
1: Pause of Fury. Homing theaters this Friday. Ready PG. So Miranda is very happy with Steve.
2: Yeah, very. They're in love. And they're
1: eating pizza, and she understands that he can't afford a lot, so she's acquiescing to his new lifestyle. I do like the kind of circular storytelling we'll get where, and I didn't have time to go and see if this is true, but they'll also Mm -hmm. get engaged over pizzas and beers in season six.
2: Correct. But I also have to say that he eats this pizza like it's the pizza in the Goofy movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like where it's like really cheesy and he's like this. Yeah, it like very. It took me back.
1: He's disgusting. I was so
2: attracted to him when he said five ninety nine and then did that like grunt. I was like, I was like, oh.
1: He sounded like he was a fucking like. I went wild. Pitch the baseball field. Oh, I love
2: that. I love that about him.
1: He's fucking Homer Simpson.
2: He's he's good time.
1: So you were into Steve eating pizza, pizza. making, like, Homer Simpson noises. (laughs) I was disgusted when he is asked to go to the work event and says he owns a gold corduroy suit. Say what now?
2: I was blown away. I was like, that's bad for, like, gold corduroy? It's
1: giving jail. It,
2: It is giving jail. It's, I... You know, I had to Google what a gold corduroy suit would even look like. I didn't
1: even want to Google it because I knew we were going to see it later, and I knew it was going to be in the front of my eyes when we saw it just in that little closet, that sick little closet, which, speaking of which, they go to his place, and it is comically ugly, Like, did you notice his TV had, like, old school, like, it looked like a TV from truly, like, the 1950s. It looked like the TV on the Flintstones, if they had one. When you
2: love someone, the things that you overlook is truly crazy. I guarantee you, if he took her back there the night after the bar, they would not have been dating, and she would not have fallen in love with him. I promise you. But she's too deep. She's too in love. And the fact that she saw this apartment and was like, okay, um... We're gonna go to my house now. <laughs> like, I get it. I, yeah. Unfortunately, I totally get it. I dated someone once who had a zebra blanket, and he used it as a curtain. And he had tacks.
1: I can't remember where I heard it, but I distinctly remember, and this has changed like my whole dating life. I oh, won't wow. date a man who only has one towel.
2: Oh God, yeah. And I heard that
1: it forever. Ch- I was like, you know what? I know that's a base rule, but it's mm-hmm. really helpful. I think just to establish boundaries
2: you know what I you know what quote always sticks with me and I heard it from a one Heather Dubrow oh boy be careful be careful you who you spend in time in love, with
1: because you can you fall, in love, can fall in love anyone. with anyone I didn't hear that from Heather Dubrow I heard that growing up and it's incredibly oh, yeah. true I say it it's to people so all the time I also yeah. say to people a lot of the time what do you want me to do pop a when they ask yeah. me to apologize too much for yeah. the many rude things I've said yeah. never apologize to you um, so they're going shopping for a suit
0: what do you think I think it's kind of frightening how good I look it's a beautiful suit I think we should take it could you do a cuff with a nice little break Will these be the shoes I think we should take the shoes do you
2: think we should take the shoes
0: I guess we're taking the shoes
2: (gasps) Uh uh-huh yeah just like that
0: Jesus 1800 bucks I guess I better not spill anything Don't worry. It's my treat. What? I invited you to this thing. I want to pay for the suit. No way. You're not buying me a suit.
1: And Steve cannot afford it. I said suit very suit. You really
2: did. You need a pop (laughs) filter.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Sorry about that, B. They go shopping for a suit, which Steve likes, but he cannot afford. I will say I thought he looked very sexy in the suit.
2: Duh. A man in a well-fitted suit is like...
1: He so looked disgusting hot. earlier, dripping that pizza around, making noises. But I was into him here. I did think that this is very um. We'll harken. We'll see this a bit later when Carrie takes Burger to get the expensive shirt. Mm-hmm. And it's just these men; they can't handle a successful woman.
2: No, and I don't think it's the. I don't think Steve and Burger are the same in that way,
1: aren't they? I aren't don't think.
2: I no, I, I really don't think so. Here
1: we go again. V- listeners, viewers, I'm sorry. You may be, I don't think she's so. Gonna be I out think they are keeping for this different. gross man. Go ahead.
2: It's a little different because Berger and Carrie are in the same field, and he can't handle the fact that she's more successful in that field than him. That's what that's about. Steve is just like, I'm a bartender and you're a lawyer. Like, I can't even try to keep up with okay, you.
1: Okay, so you are correct that they that Steve's motivation isn't about jealousy, but at the end of the day, it is a discomfort with a woman having more than you have because it is emasculating.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: And that is not a good quality and Steve needs to do some work on himself.
2: But he's a human being.
1: You know what he is? He's a man on television, so I have no... He's a man, so I really don't care to have pity or understanding of I'm him. I'm just
2: saying, like...
1: He's given I, jail. You
2: sh-
1: Okay. Oh, no no, I know what you're going to say and don't say it. Don't say it. Okay. Don't don't you bring it up. Don't you bring it to. up cuz I'm going to have to do a lot of tap dancing in the next segment for uh for someone.
2: Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I, I did know, want to be I'm clear that I myself. didn't know
1: if it was timing, but I thought it was interesting that the Miranda and Carrie don't have a scene in which they talk about the suit experience and how obviously uncomfortable he was. I think that just would have been a nice scene, but it did yeah. make me wonder: Does Miranda not want to talk to her about it because Carrie's poor? Yes. Although Carrie's got her priorities together, that credit card would have gone through if she needed a new dress. Rent? Oh,
2: that's awesome.
1: Rent? I don't rent. know about.
2: Yeah, questionable. I think Carrie's
1: late on her rent constantly.
2: Oh, for sure. She's like definitely not the, the landlord.
1: First. She's not answering the door.
2: Yeah. She's like out and about. She's like too busy. But yeah, no, you're right. Miranda probably didn't want to talk to her about it because Carrie is in a different, quote, caste system than Miranda.
1: But then he just, Steve can't see himself in her world. So he shows up and they have a heartbreaking scene again at that goddamn doorway. Steve can't get in.
0: Why are you dressed like that? I returned the suit. Frankly, I I couldn't afford it. Then why didn't you let me pay for it? Miranda, you need to be with a guy who's more on your level. Steve. Being in that store with you, I didn't feel good about myself. Look, I think you're an incredible lady. You want to break up with me over a suit? Fuck the suit. It's not just the suit. There's always going to be things out of my reach. So I'm being punished for being successful.
2: That's not how I mean it.
0: Got it. Well, thanks for the info and standing me up, and it's been nice knowing you. An hour later, adrift in a sea of Italian wool crepe. Miranda wondered what was really so wrong with Corduroy anyway.
1: And it's really, really sad. What did you think it's of their really breakup sad. scene? It's really
2: sad. It made me sad. And it kind of made me think that... Uh-oh. Do you want me to say it now or wait till my... I'm sorry, I can't donate hate Will you segment? remember? Yeah, I wrote it down.
1: Okay, so save it so that we have something later. Okay. I did just want to say two things. I think that the show... Also, sadly, wants you to recognize and it kind of hits the beat, I think, a little too strongly that Miranda isn't fighting for Steve, that she's not reassuring him, I want you. She chooses anger actually in the moment and just closes the door. And that's going to be her growth. Frankly, I would have closed the door. I might have hit him actually if he like showed up that late to meet me to go to an event where I couldn't then call Carrie or a friend to come with me. Fuck you. Or Sid, you know, the other, the lesbian who works at the firm. <laughs> Yeah. She goes to the event alone, and we see her not... The They say in monologue that she's not happy about being there, and she wishes his corduroy suit was there. Uh, do you? Do you? I wouldn't. He embarrassed you. This is why you don't claim men.
2: You are so hard. Like
1: as men, As Hunter Harris once tweeted, simply men, embarrassing.
2: I mean, they are. That's
1: the whole tweet. That's...
2: That's the tweet. That's the tweet.
1: (laughs) Just didn't. I didn't. I. I got off of Twitter the minute I saw that tweet. I said, no one's going to say anything better, more truer. Men, Mm -hmm. embarrassing.
2: Yeah, Hunter Harris. You know what? You have the biggest fan in Chris Lewis. You're listening.
1: Keep brevity. Don't say too much. But it was genuinely, I thought both of them did a great job. I mean, Cynthia Nixon is so great in that scene when you can really see how heartbroken she is. But also the walls that Miranda has up where she closes that door because she's not going to be embarrassed by this fucking fuck boy. I mean, he's such a fuck boy. I'm sorry. I know you love Steve, but that is so shitty. Okay. You didn't think it was shitty to show up last minute.
2: It was. Also, he, could have, I returned, think he was... could
1: have not spilled anything on that suit, returned it the next day, and then broken up with her.
2: Yeah, but this is a show we're talking about, Chris.
1: Oh. That is this true. This isn't real life. Okay. Should we get I'm into gonna CB? Get... Yeah. Oh, CB. So, we open the episode. We're seeing the park, because apparently Carrie relates the park to love.
2: And well, I also had a question. Yeah. Are the people that are being filmed extras or are they like actual people in the park
1: that to me looked like b-roll like it was just like a footage right. that they got from like they bought like kind of like our theme music where i just went online and typed in sex in the city and some popped up and we bought it that was b-roll that
2: okay because i'm um, like this feels odd
1: no so because their faces weren't really shown so I, I think it was just no they're i think they're just people in the park maybe um okay. but she says that she has finally fallen in love with big did you not? I found that actually shocking because, isn't she already? I thought yes. she was in love with Big She's in the first season. She's been in love with
2: Big because that's the minute kind of he, white...
1: Since the minute she dropped her ridged condoms.
2: Well, also, Rigged isn't that why they broke up? For pleasure. In the first season? Yeah. Like, because he wouldn't say that he loved her?
1: Well, she wanted... So I'm
2: like, bitch, you loved him. Right. What are you yeah. talking about?
1: What is someone telling you they're the one but saying, I love you? Right. So she says, tell me I'm the one, and he doesn't. Isn't that basically saying, I don't love you? Yeah, exactly. Although I don't know that I need to be in love with the one I'm going to end up with. They just need to be like a good dinner companion. Michael Keaton, call me. (laughs) So then Big comes over and he gives her that Judith Lieber purse.
0: Well, maybe he thought you said, I love it. No, it was a very deliberate and distinct you. So he just sort of pretended like you didn't say it? Yeah, sort of, but we both know I did. So now I've laid down the gauntlet. He either has to say I love you back or I guess I'm going to have to break up with him. Well, how long are you going to give him? Well, I didn't put an expiration date on the sentiment, but I figure it's got the shelf life of a dairy product. It's going to start to curdle in about a week. You know, it's so interesting. You can tell a man I hate you, you have the best sex of your life, but tell him I love you, you'll probably never see him again.
2: Oh, it's just very, it's very comforting right now.
1: And that's what prompts her to say, I love you. Now, I wanted to just say quickly, has there been any bigger fashion, like, shot on this show? How did Judith Lieber, like, survive this? Because they're positioning these bags, like, they're old, ugly, representative of everything you don't want to be. I was just like, um, these Judith Lieber shots, what did she do to Pat Field?
2: My thing is, is like, Carrie's worn very, very questionable outfits, and this is the thing that she chooses. Chris, she was wearing a necklace with that was a lock with a key in it while well, she was looking at this bag, and I thought – this is the thing that you think is ugly, it,
1: Sam. That bag was really fucking ugly. The it only was thing ugly, that keeps me from liking Judith Lieber, that keeps me from hating Judith Lieber purses, is that Chris Kardashian has a collection of them. If you have not YouTubed Chris Kardashian's closet, she's walking around with, I think, a woman. From, it might be Judith Lieber, and she's showing them. She's showing off her white, glossy, beautiful. Not since Mariah Carey's closet. I watch it. I would say, two times a week. It, it, it is a. It, I, well, you know, I love Chris
2: you love Chris. You she, love KJ.
1: Yeah, she's a queen. Let's get back to what yeah, we're talking sorry. about. Yeah, um, sorry.
2: No, I thought the bag was ugly. I thought the, the thought was cute. You could tell that he really wanted her to like it. You know that he probably, you know, it was hard for him to probably pick it out. It was like the thought that counts, but there's an idea that comes with it that she's going to fit into this world that he's in.
1: But she says, I, she says I love you. He does not yeah. return the favor that night or at dinner the next would... night over pasta, and that pasta they were eating looked so disgusting.
2: <gasps> no, I noticed it too. It looked cold.
1: I was like, "It looks cold. There's not enough sauce on it." I was like, "What? Who? Who did this?"
2: Yeah, she thinks he's going to tell her, "I love you," and he doesn't.
1: And he says, "You can return the purse if you want." And she's so fucking mad. She's and then so they pissed. go to a party at the home of Serena Bush.
0: Oh God, I hate Park Avenue. It's like being in a foreign country.
1: Just think of me as your passport, baby.
0: As we walked through the room of women clutching their bejeweled swan, kitten, and asparagus purses, I realized, to my horror, that not only did Big not love me, he had absolutely no idea who I was. Can I get you a drink? Ah, oh, yeah, a tank rain tonic. Carrie, a drink? Oh, um, uh, red wine, please.
1: I'm sorry, Ms. Bush doesn't serve any brown food or drink. Can I get you something clear?
0: Uh, yeah, Uh, vodka on the rocks. Uh, No brown food? (laughs) I think we've just encountered a mutant strain of Upper East Side anal.
1: What'd you think of Serena Bush?
2: I thought she was beautiful.
1: I thought she was an icon. Get her in the revival instead of Bitsy.
2: No, you don't understand. I literally took notes on her. I was like, I love this woman. I love her.
1: I thought she was doing a lot of handwork. She was giving Big Laura during a marriage story.
2: She was like, del- like it was so. She was so bitchy, but so subtly bitchy that it's the bitchiness. This is what it is. It's the bitchiness only other women pick up. Men I loved will it. never see it. Men will be like, "You're crazy if you think that that girl was just rude to you." It's like, it's like a new girl when the girl's like, "Jess, oh God. you lot of, you rock a lot of polka dots. Do you remember that?
1: I, I did not watch New Girl. I am not. Oh, you didn't? I, no. That's. Oh, you know, that's a
2: blind spot for you.
1: Got I don't it. consider it a blind spot. I consider I it just a cultural <laughs> anomaly I refuse to take on. <laughs>
2: it's fun. Anyways, so it, so she was doing a lot of that and Carrie was kind of being a bitch.
1: Carrie was being so rude. She's smoking. First of all, I would never just. Why, and, whoa,
2: whoa, 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 Why would you think you, she, Okay. If you're in a woman's home and she doesn't allow anything but clear liquid, why do you think she would let you smoke cigarettes in her house?
1: Well, I do think, and, and you know, listeners tell me if I'm wrong, I do think that the clear liquor comes after she shoes carry away, isn't it?
2: No, because she orders from the waiter. Okay. And the waiter's like, oh, she doesn't, Mrs. Bush, <laughs> me, doesn't allow, you know, anything but clear liquid.
1: Which is totally fine if you live in an apartment where I would – personally, I would do that if I lived in, like, a fancy home. People I people would spill. do that
2: if I lived in a fancy home like that, but if I had that many people there. Yeah. Like, if it was just me and close friends, I wouldn't. Oh,
1: I, I would. People I'd spill. keep
2: my eyes on them. But, yeah, I, I didn't think – I thought Carrie was being really rude. She had a bone to pick with Big, and I think – This, we'll get into it with my hot take about Miranda, so never mind.
1: But I did love that he calls her out like, he's totally okay to say, like, you're being a bitch. Like, you need to Yeah,
2: He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because I don't think Big necessarily loves these people
1: either. No, and I wanted to make the clear distinction. Big works in finance. There is a good chance that he is there because of his work and that Serena, a wealthy woman, is one of his clients and Big's company or himself manages her money. Correct. So I was like, Carrie, chill. I do also want to note out that as Carrie ages, she becomes one of these women. She will buy an apartment probably on that block. She fills it with expensive furniture.
2: It's us talking on this podcast every week being like it's a us versus them mentality on this show. Like it's always like we they are like that. We're not like that, even though they're just like that
1: yeah well not like, just and just friends like with that a woman like you see that what you did there she's
2: i did she's friends with a, a, a serena and her name is charlotte
1: oh charlotte absolutely does not let you have red wine you can probably uh, no, drink red, red wine in her house over naked. the sink
2: she wouldn't even let her own husband sit naked on the fucking furniture you think she's allowing like
1: i wouldn't red either wine? because i don't think not to be gross but harry <sighs> gives me
2: he doesn't wipe. he
1: doesn't wipe fully <laughs>
2: okay. <Yeah. laughs> I'm glad we were both on that same page. Yeah, he definitely does not He definitely loves Skidmark.
1: But I just do think it's really interesting that Carrie may not be of this world now, but she mm-hmm. ultimately will become one of these society women. Um, And also funny to note that her fame, which is smaller, right, than it will become eventually, isn't of an entree to this world. No one at this party really cares that she writes this column. No. But she not runs into an old friend. Jeremiah, love, he was I'm a assuming. bullfrog. What'd you think of Jeremiah?
2: I thought he was really sexy.
1: Legs spread. What a great oh. looking guy!
2: <laughs> oh my god! Not on
1: the wall, but I was into it.
2: Spread. I thought he was really sexy. That's about it.
1: I love that he's a to find. She's at this party.
2: He was like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" <laughs> and
1: she even renounces big. I thought it was interesting. She says, "I'm here with some guy to ensure yeah. that he doesn't think that she's with these people." She's looking at his tattoo, and your girl Serena comes out. Now, I did think that was insane.
2: (laughs) It was like I I would never. I would. I would go gossip about it if I'm being honest. But I
1: also would never look at a man's tattoo like that unless I was sleeping with him. I like Carrie is cr- that's crazy. That's a crazy thing to do. Rem- well, I guess Carrie has some weird boundaries, didn't we think something else she did with one of her male friends was weird when she walks over to Mike Singer in season 1 and asks if she looks good in his in her nude dress? And you were, <gasps> and like, we were like They're on a date. Why would you?
2: <laughs> I would slit a girl's throat open. If I was on a date with someone and a girl walked up and was like, "Do I look naked?" I'd be like, "Bitch, you're yes, going to dead. You do. Yeah, like, and she does, she has, like, no boundaries. Like, remember that time she grabbed that guy's tongue?
1: Oh, To look oh, at yeah. his tongue
2: ring, like, grabbed. I was like, not in these times, bitch. But yeah, it was bizarre. And if I was Serena, I would be like, uh, the girl you brought is out there on her knees in front of someone's dick.
1: Which what is going appear on? to be.
2: Right, like, she's not making it up. Like, she's not, Serena's not, like, she might be a gossip queen, but she's not a liar.
1: No, that'll be her Real housewife's tagline.
2: Yeah, that's mine.
1: But she goes home with Jeremiah after a fight with Big, and he calls the next day and finally admits that he loves her in a very sexy way. Hello? Listen, I know
0: what you're really pissed off about, but it's just something I've got to do in my own time. Okay? Well, I fucking love you. All right? You know I do. Hey, good morning. It's, it's it's just a tough thing for me to say because it always seems to get me in trouble when I say it, okay? Okay. Are we okay? We're great. Hey, I love you too. I'll call you later, okay?
1: What'd so you think?
2: sexy. Thought i was sexy,
1: there. It's unfortunate See, that it happened. By the way, earlier on... I said I was going to have something to, I don't think Big did anything wrong in this story.
2: Yeah, I guess.
1: He's a great guy.
2: I mean, he just.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm Whoa. saying.
2: Whoa. Not <laughs> great. I, I just don't like that it happened over the phone and I don't like that it happened while she was in bed with another person.
1: Okay, but I should say I once brought up to you that Max Medina proposed to Lorelai Gilmore over the phone. And I just you were wrote like...
2: about that today.
1: And you were like, oh, that's fine.
2: I just wrote about that today. That's so funny.
1: Yeah, but remember I pointed that out to you and you literally said to I me That's remember. fine. And I said, I Sam, never said he deserves that. to be in jail.
2: I never said that.
1: You did. I'll find the text. I'll oh, write it god, back. You I know I have. keep all the receipts for you.
2: <laughs> no, I might have said that.
1: You were like, Oh my god, it's not a big deal. You're overreacting. I was like, oh, well, if a man by the way, he also doesn't wait to get her on the phone. It's a voicemail. Would you like to defend Max Medina some more?
2: No cuz I think every I wrote about how every man on Gilmore girls is trash except for Richard. And Jess. No, he's there's questionable things. Uh,
1: uh, look, I don't occurred. count that. I don't count that season what happened in season uh, 3 up in uh the bedroom.
2: Uh, you don't count that.
1: That seemed to be the writers coming up with a convenient way to get rid of Jess. Wow. I don't think mine <laughs> The man I know
2: The Jess you know, the Jess personally. I
1: know would never do that.
2: did anywho back on track yeah what were we
1: talking about um so Gilmore Girls season four Gilmore
2: Girls yeah so we just wrapped up Carrie let's talk about the fashion what
1: oh wait no I do want to say one thing quickly about Carrie yeah I do just think that right the Carrie we're seeing right now is this loose uninhibited kooky far more open Carrie and it'll just be interesting as we continue to watch that she does become more reserved As she ages and people do. But right now, Carrie's kind of a mess. I mean, she goes out, she drinks pitchers of margaritas and is unsure of whether or not she slept with the man on the eve of finding out the man she loves that loves her back. That is kind of a very, like, dark perspective on their love story. And I'm into it. This is the Carrie I'd be friends with. The stuffy Carrie buying expensive furniture and talking about, like oh, my God, my husband left me at the altar. Like, get out of here. This is the Carrie I want to party with who drinks margs and almost fucks Jeremiah. That's all I wanted to say. That we just have to track that there is some... She really does change.
2: She does. The maturation
1: of Carrie Bradshaw, much like the emancipation of Mimi.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. What'd you think of the fashion?
2: The fashion, I wrote down I loved Serena's dress. It was like a sage, shimmery dress that she didn't wear abroad. It was like really sexy, but like subtly sexy. And I just really loved that.
1: My favorite outfit was Charlotte's black out long dress when they're at the salon. She looks very chic.
2: Oh, you love a classic look like that.
1: She looked great, I thought. Yeah. What about the men? Are you taking home Big, Steve, Wiley, Harvey, or Jeremiah? I'm going with Jeremiah just so that people can get out of my mentions about Big.
2: <sighs> Never get out of his mentions about Big. You have my permission. But
1: Jeremiah to was a great guy, him. and I thought very sexy. And frankly, I wish he stuck around for a bit longer.
2: I, you know, I want him and Samantha to maybe have a fling or something. Yeah,
1: I remember think when they fun. remember when they've traded men before? Oh, they traded Capote Duncan in episode one.
2: They sure King. did, right at the top. I actually wrote down Jeremiah was cute, but I have to say I love Big in this episode.
1: He's great. He looked. They. They are. By the way, we should say at the beginning of the episode. Very I didn't cute like together. his red polo. No, I didn't like that either. He but was at the beginning of the episode, only. I think they're very cute together.
2: Very cute.
1: All right. So let me hear your hot take because I don't really have one for this episode other than you know abolish racism.
2: Okay. My hot take is that Miranda made this issue a bigger issue. Therefore, was projecting it, and then her worst fears were like coming true, and it there was like a of There is nothing in the text that
1: backs making. that up. I'm sorry. There is nothing in the text of this show that backs that up.
2: What are you talking about?
1: You have no, there is no supporting evidence to Miranda blowing this out of proportion. I will not stand for it. Steve is an insecure, disgusting man who <laughs> needs to grow up, get some therapy, lean okay. into himself, and maybe we'll take him back. But then just like that, she's going to be bisexual. So by Steve, anyway. Thankfully. Miranda. All right.
2: Well, I'm glad this is a safe space.
1: Okay, but continue if you want to explain I'm what you saying, think, just saying, I, I think. <laughs> Go on.
2: I think it's just, like, one of those things where it's, like, she, it was, like, brought to her attention by Charlotte with getting pedicures. And she was very much, like, it's fine. Like, women can make more money. But then when faced with the reality, she was, like, oh, I can pay for this. Oh, I can do this. Like, now she's really emphasizing the fact that she does make more money. Therefore, bringing it. She I'm, did
1: not try to pay for that until he was, tr- his cards were getting declined. He was about to write a check. She yeah, was trying to she, save she him she embarrassment. To pay for.
2: She tried to pay for pizza. They said that she only takes him to places where he kno- she knows that he can afford it. Like, she's aware of this. No. She's aware that he has no sa- money.
1: What it says is that she's okay with going to places where he can't afford. Yes. Much like me, she would like to be at a fancier restaurant. But she's willing to eat pizza with this ancient dude, and she should be applauded for that.
2: And she offered to pay for it.
1: Yes. That's good. That's I nice. Just think, He's poor. I'm sorry.
2: We're going to disagree on this. I just think like I get how you Steve You really
1: are on one with Steve.
2: I really <laughs> I really think that Steve is didn't make a great choice in this episode, okay? Are I'm going to okay? say that. Are you? I don't but I don't think he was like entirely wrong. Like when someone's constantly in you, in my mind that is what she was doing was pointing out the Your fact that he warped. doesn't make as much money. It's like I guess I feel triggered by it because I do that in relationships a lot, like where I'm feeling a certain type of way and I project that on the other person and then it ends up happening. Like, it's a horrible feeling and I, I'm seeing it play out, I feel like, with Miranda and Steve.
1: Cut the mic. And you don't have to Dead agree with ass. me. I really
2: don't. Our
0: program will resume in just a second. Our program will resume in just a second.
2: I'm just saying, I get it. I would feel insecure too. Like if I was like, you know, living in squalor and the person I was dating was like going to these fancy events and I'd be like, I can't afford to do any of that. Like I've dated people that have a ton of money and it makes me uncomfortable sometimes.
1: But you should, take, you should take gifts as grace and kindness.
2: No, I feel very uncomfortable with that.
1: It is fine to me that he breaks up with her. It is rude that he does it when she is waiting for him to go to an event and is supposed to be there and be ready. And it is his own insecurity. And Miranda should be able to buy her partner a suit if she wants. Yeah, but he and- doesn't
2: want her to.
1: He should. He should get over his own toxic masculinity.
2: I don't think it's about being a man. I think it's like anybody would make maybe feel that way. I would. If a man was trying to buy me a dress. No, I wouldn't. I would feel so uncomfortable. I'm just now stopping reaching for my purse when I'm on first dates. Like I don't even reach anymore.
1: I'm so glad we have a few episodes of Steve off because i can't take these bad takes they're not hot i'm sorry i can't i do hate you
2: okay (laughs) i'm sorry i can't i hate you
1: yeah (laughs) yeah what are you giving this episode i I can't hear any more of this
2: okay well thank god we're done then
1: yeah well no we have to rate the episode lady oh
2: yeah come on i'm scared now
1: all right, I'm going to rate it, actually, as problematic as I thought it was. I, I know
2: what you're rating it.
1: I would actually give it a 7 out of 10. I knew it. Because I think that the Carrie Big stuff is actually really compelling and good. The Miranda and Steve, as obnoxious as I found it, I think it is very relatable and realistic, as honestly, most of their storylines tend to be. The mm-hmm. Charlotte stuff is funny enough. Obviously, the Samantha storyline, we can't even talk about it anymore. What would you right, give it?
2: correct. I would give it a five.
1: Five? Mm Mm-hmm. I know what we're building to. We've got some good stuff coming, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts. And check out the other podcasts from The Dip, TV Watch Repeat, Pop Chaser, But Now We Said It, and of course Hot Off the Mess. And follow us online. I'm at C. Lewis 1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you?
2: I am at BravoHistorian on Instagram, and I'm at TakeYourSoloft on Twitter.
1: We will see you soon. Bye. Bye. What exactly are microplastics? They're small, man-made. They're less than five millimeters long, and they're around you every day. Microplastics are toxic. They cunningly seep into water, the air, and the things we eat. By contaminating our food chain, they make their way to you. Through vegetables at the supermarket, and yes, through fruit too. They're literally everywhere. That's the problem at hand. Every cigarette butt you see on the ground contains 15,000 strands. Learn more at undo.org. Message. Hey, man, it's Devin. You know, from that time you accidentally emailed me because you thought I was a different Devin. Oh, and your email signature said, Confidential, if you receive this in error, please delete. (laughs) That's so you. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat when we set in sail, Captain.
0: (laughs) When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Oh, and uh, no, you did not receive this message in error.
1: (laughs) Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states.